Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. I pray that you guys are in the very best of health and having an absolutely amazing start to your week. So as promised, we are going to continue with the Alauddin series. There's been a long time coming. We did the first 12 lessons and we did kind of a prize and a giveaway at the end of those. But I think it would be nice for us to bring it up from 12 to 16 of the lessons because that puts us in a nice place where we're about a quarter of the way through the whole of the Alauddin book. So I'd like to put together a little ebook. Well, I say I'd like to. We've already started doing it. And uh, something that you guys will be able to get your hands on as well. So by this Friday or maybe Saturday, or maybe just to be safe, we'll say the 1st of February, inshallah, the workbook that goes with this um, 16 um, lesson little course, if you want to call it that, or little series, uh, will be available on the 1st of February, inshallah. So, um, so yeah, that's really exciting. So what are we doing in this video? We are doing lesson uh, 13. I'll tell you what page we're on. I'm going to put the actual text we're going to be doing up on the screen, but uh, it's in page 14. So if you want to go and follow along, I'll leave a link in the description as well so you guys can get your hands on the whole PDF. So that's what we're going to be doing. We're going to be starting from the top, going from Al-Ammul Ghaib. Al-Ammul Ghaibu. Um, also, we are doing a giveaway. We're doing a giveaway of this very popular little book. Um, I've talked about this book before on the channel, and I left a little link to the Amazon uh, page for it, and so many people bought it that the price of the book went up to like £300 <laughs> for a little while. So it's been very popular, this little Arabic vocabulary book, so we're going to do a giveaway for that today. I will announce who the winner is tomorrow on my Instagram story. So please go and follow my Instagram. I'll leave that the link to that in the description too. So what do you need to do to win? You need to subscribe to the channel. You need to like this video only. You don't need to like all the videos on the channel. Um, like this video only and leave a comment underneath. The comments are important because it'll be from the comments where I choose choose someone in particular. To be entered for a chance to win the book, you just need to comment, right? But um, th there's a chance that I might give a leaning to particularly good comments. So um, put in some effort, inshallah. So uh, that, that's it, I think. That's everything that we needed to do. Um, lastly, before we actually jump into the text, inshallah, I wanted to congratulate some of the most recent students on the Arabic in 60 Steps program. So I think I mentioned Farooq. Um, yeah, so um, Farooq's joined the program, Zishan's joined the program, and Ramon has joined the program today. So congratulations, you guys, and a very warm welcome to the program. So that means that we only have a couple of spaces left. So if you want to get your hands on one of those books, um, yeah, go to the link in the description to the Arabic in 60 Steps program and come and join us. Good. So without further ado, let's have a look at it. So let me come to the text. So we have Al-Amul Ghaib. So what is Al-Am? Al-Am means an uncle, but specifically an uncle on the father's side. Um, the way that I remember that, because in English, obviously, we don't have a different word for uncle if it's on the mother, if it's a paternal or a maternal uncle. Um, so the way that I remember it is because my father's name is Martin, right? And the word Am has a m in it. I think of Am Martin for some reason, and that helps me. So maybe it'll help you guys to remember that Sam's, Sam's dad's called Martin. And uh, that's how Sam remembers it. A, a uncle on the other side is a khal. Khal. Uh, but we'll come across both of those words further in the context of, uh, of this text as well. So that's helpful. The word ghaib, if you know what the term al-ghaib is, that'll be helpful too. So al-ghaib means the unseen. Um, yeah, the term al-ghaib is used in Islamic texts all over the place, including the Quran, obviously meaning the unseen world. But ghaib means that um, they're absent, means that they're not there. Good. So al-amul ghaib means the, the absent uncle, if you want to put it like that. Good. What do we have? So fantalaqa. Okay. Ma ma'ana fantalaqa. What does intalaqa mean? It means to proceed or to go forward. Um, I believe there's an ayah in, maybe Surah Al-Mursalat, maybe. Intaliqu ila dhillin dhi thalafi shu'ab. Go forward into the thalafi shu'ab, into two 
pillars of smoke, I think it translates to. It's, you know, like, like many of those suwar in the end of the Qur'an, it's kind of depicting, depicting what will happen on the Day of Judgment. Yeah, so there's a, there's a verse of the Qur'an that uses that too. But it means sort of he proceeded, he went forth, and uh, the author in brackets here, as you can see, puts the term mesher. Mesher literally means to walk. You know, you can use that, you can use that term in any kind of casual sense, but... Good. فَانْطَلَقَ بِمَعْنَى مَشَى Meaning he walked عَلَىٰ أُدِّينَ So عَلَىٰ أُدِّينَ Walked. We know it's عَلَىٰ أُدِّينَ doing the walking because it's عَلَىٰ أُ There's a dhammar on the end because it's the fa'il. It's the doer of the verb. So عَلَىٰ أُدِّينَ عَلَىٰ أُدِّينَ walked إِلَىٰ أُمِّهِ To his mother وَسَأَلَهَا مَدْهُوشًا And he asked her مَدْهُوشًا What is this verb مَدْهُوشًا What is this word مَدْهُوش it means that he's um, he's astonished. Um, I believe the, I believe actually there's, there's a verb edhesha as well to astonish somebody, perhaps. But uh, but this would come from this would come from the basic verb. Um, I've never actually seen it. I don't know if it's dehesha, but dehisha sounds better, sounds right to me. But some, maybe someone could put that in the comments as well. Whether the verb is whether this comes from the verb dehesha or dehisha. For some reason, I feel like I've heard dehisha, but I might be wrong. But it means to be astonished anyway. So he asked her in a in a astonished way. Good. Khabirini. Khabirini. It means literally inform me about something. The verb khabara is um, is a form two verb. Why is it khabiri? Because it's an imperative, right? And we have this e on the end because he's talking to a female. He's talking to his mother. So khabiri. Who who should who should she do khabara to? Ni to me. Khabirini. Inform me. Ya ummi. Inform me, O oh my mother. Ata'rifina anna li amman. Good. So, atarifuna. Do, do you know? Atarifina, rather, sorry. Atarifuna would be you, plural. Atarifina. Um, Fina, because it's feminine. Again, this is enti. Enti tarifina. Do you know enna, that li, that I have? Amman, that I have a, a am, that I have a paternal, a, a Martin side, a dad side, uncle. Good. فَقَالَتْ مُتَعَجِّبَةً So she said مُتَعَجِّبَةً So she said in a um, she said in a marvelling way she was marvelling at the, at the question لَيْسَ لك. You do not have you do not have one يَا وَلَدِي Oh my, oh my boy uh, literally oh my boy but oh my son really Good You do not have عَمٌ وَلَا خال. You do not have an am, you do not have an uncle on the Martin side, on the dad's side. Well, nor on the mother's side. My mother's name doesn't um, doesn't have kha in it, um, nor nor a lamb. So uh, we can, so we can't use that uh, that way of memorizing it with uh, with with my mum, but we can do it with my dad. Good. So he told the story upon her. So he narrated upon her. Um, this is something for those of you who know the surah of Yusuf السلام, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says near the beginning of that surah so when Allah said when Allah uses it is we narrate upon you the, the best of stories but in this case it is uh, it's fa so qassa the verb in the kind of third person in the past for he so he narrated upon her so he narrated upon her all of what he said, or all of what he said him, right? All of what he said. 
Asahir. All of what the Sahir said to him. Good. Wa'a'ataha adinaraini. And he gave to her the verb a'ata. Usually when you write it, it has an alif maqsura on the end. But because we're adding a, a pronoun on the end, we turn that alif maqsura into a tall alif. Good. Fa'a'ataha. So he gave to her dinaraini. Two, two dinars. Good. And it would be dinaraini in this case because it's the object of the of the verb. Some of these verbs, some, some verbs can have two objects, right? It's if you give something, you can give the book a person, right? I gave him the keys, right? So, he, so him is, 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 a, is the object of that verb as well as the keys, right? So some verbs can take two, take two objects. And in this case, the her, he gave to her, dinarain, and it's dinaraini instead of dinarani, um, you know, because this, this is the maf'ulun bihi. This is another object of that verb. Good. فَعَجِبَتْ أُمَّهُ um, Yeah, so, so his, his mother sort of wondered. She, 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 she marveled مِنْ ذَلِكُمْ she, she marveled at it. At that, literally. وَقَالَتْ لَهُ And she said to him, لَقَدْ كَانَ أَبُوكُ لَقَدْ Kind of in this case, maybe, maybe certainly. كَانَ أَبُوكُ so kana doesn't mean, it doesn't necessarily in this case mean your father was, right? But it's something about your father in the past tense, right? One of kana's kind of superpowers is that it puts anything in the past tense. You put it at the beginning of a sentence, becomes past tense. Good. Rahimahullah, literally you know, just a common common prayer, a common dua that people say after after people who are marhum, people who are deceased. Rahimahullah. Um, May Allah have mercy on him. Yuhadithuni. That he, he, he told me that to him, or, or that he had shaqiqan, that he had a shaqiq, that he had a brother, mata, who died. Duna an yarahu. Duna, duna has a few different meanings actually. Sometimes you hear it, particularly in Ahamiya, to mean without something. You say bidun sukkar, for example, like without sugar, right? But, but in Fusha, it kind of has, has these meanings of. Um, but before doing something, but not, not necessarily before in time, right? It's before in, in ability or before in preference. There's, um, to, give another, to give an ayah maybe to demonstrate this off the top of my head, there's, um, there's an ayah near the end of Surah Al-Najm. I believe it's Surah Al-Najm. Please someone correct me if I'm wrong. I believe it's Surah Al-Najm. Where Allah says, um, لَيْسَ لَهَا مِن دُونِ اللَّهِ كَاشِفَةً that, uh, that it doesn't have before Allah, not in terms of time, right? In terms of ability, kashifa, a revealer. Which, before it's that it's talking about azifatil azifa, like, um, you know, a, a coming day, right? So that's, it's talking about the day of judgment in that particular area. It's really near the end of the Quran. I'll, I'll have the exact, re- not near the end of the Quran, near the end of that surah. I'll have the reference for it in the workbook, inshallah, because I don't have the exact number of the ayah. But if you, if you go to the last page um, of Surah Al-Najm, Last maybe five ayat. Afamin hadal hadithi tarjabun wadhakuna walatabakuna wa antum samidun. I won't read the last ayah because it's an ayah of sajda. Um yeah, but it's near, near, near the end of there. You've seen an example of duna. And it just shows us how dun um is used to kind of mean before something, but as I say, not in terms of time, rather in terms of ability or in terms of preference. But in, but here, yeah, duna and yarahu. Yeah, bef- before he saw him. I mean, I suppose here it is actually used in terms of time. But could have just as easily said, قَبْلَ أَنْ يَرَاهُ Yeah, could have just as easily said that in this case. But duna has other uses as well, in addition to, uh, to 
in terms of before something in time. Good. Mundu zemanin tawilin. Before a zemen, a zemen is a time, uh, a long time ago. Mundu um, can mean since or ago, so yeah, long time ago. For la'alla. Good. La'alla is uh, one of these sisters of inna, meaning that um, the, the, the noun or the pronoun which it governs is monsub. But in this case, we don't have, a, uh, we don't have one. Um, so, but it means perhaps or maybe. So, so maybe, or perhaps, this, who he is, Shaqiqu, the, the brother, Abik. Why is it Abik instead of Abuk? Because we heard Abuk earlier. So the word Aba or Abu or Abi is from the, um, the uh, Asma al-Khamsa. There are five nouns in Arabic. We have a whole lesson on them in the Arabic in 60 Steps program, um, which express their case with uh, a long vowel. So you might have heard before the word with the word akh. So akh can be akhi or akhu or akha. And same with ab, abi, aba or abu. And uh, there's three others, dhu, there and the, uh, fa, fu and fi, and, um, and hamu, hama and hami. I believe those are the five. Well, again, off the top of my head. Good. Uh, but in this case, it's abik because it needs to be, uh, it needs to be majroor because this is the mudaf uh, ilay. It's the, the shaqiq of of your father, right? Good. الذي كان يظنه قد مات. الذي the one who كان يظنه he thought قد مات. That that he died. Um, let me just talk about كان يظنه يظنه rather. So the verb ظن means to think something. It differs from verbs like اعتقد and um, and فكر uh, for example. In that, like, it doesn't mean to, when it says to think something. It doesn't mean you you hold a hold a belief about something. It doesn't mean that. Usually, when usually when the verb vonna is used, it's about it's to think something and then to end up being wrong, right? Or in English, we might say you suppose something or you or you reckon something, you know. But so, but here grammatically, what's going on is the the verb yavonnu is actually a fear in moldare, right? It's com it's it's conjugated into a present tense, right? But it's made into the past tense with the use of kana. The author could have just as easily said الذي ظنّهُ قد مات The one who he thought he died. But uh, the author has chosen to say كان يظنّهُ That he thought he قد مات That he has died. If you go to the... We have a series here on the YouTube channel um, where we would do a whole walkthrough of the story of um, Hud السلام, in, uh, in the children's book قصص um, النبيين and this is used all the time. I mean, in that same book, in the story of Yusuf, in the story of Ibrahim, and in all those stories, that, that same structure is used all over the place. Good. So uh, so that's it. I mean, I think we've covered some really good vocab. We've done some references from the Quran as well to help illustrate some of the vocabulary too. Maybe learn another 10 words or something like that. And uh, I hope that's all clear. So in the following, what we're going to be doing over the next few days is I'm going to be doing a video a day. I, w I was planning to do one yesterday, but we had a technical issue and uh, we didn't manage to do it. So... So today we have done lesson 13, tomorrow we'll be doing 14, um, Thursday lesson uh, 15, and then Friday lesson 16, and that'll take us up to a quarter of the way through this book, so uh, that'll be a good place for us to take a break. Um, as I've mentioned on this channel, I'm going to take a little break. Um, there's quite a few things I really just wanted to take a break from and get clear in my head, and to be honest, as we're approaching the time where I'm going to take a brief break, I, I feel like I've got a lot of them clear in my head really, so... Hopefully I won't be away for very long. It'll only be a week or something. I just want to spend some time with my family, you know. As I mentioned, like, to be honest, building, like, an online 
business of some kind or a project like a podcast or a YouTube channel or building a course and all of those things are really intense and really terrifying when they are your job in the beginning and stuff and you know it's just been a really intense five years because not only have I I've done all of those you know I haven't just done a YouTube channel or just a podcast or just built a course I've, I've built five courses you know a quarter of a million downloads on the podcast two YouTube channels audience about 50,000 subscribers and it's just been busy you know and um yeah, so fairly understandable, I think. It's reasonable for me to take a little step back for a minute. So um, so anyway, like, so we, we will be doing content to the end of the month. And then first month, the first week of February, at least, um, I'll be, um, you know, I'll be out of touch. I'll be radio silent for, for a little bit. But uh, but yeah, but before the end of the month, we do have two more spaces left in the Arabic in 60 Steps program, which we'd love to fill, inshallah. And uh, that's everything for this video. So please come back and join me. Don't forget to leave your comments in the comment section below to get your hands on this. And please follow me on Instagram as well because I'll announce the winner if whoever's got their hands on this. I'll ship it anywhere in the world. No problem if you're one of our students in New Zealand or in uh, Canada or Japan or one of our students in Russia or Malaysia or whatever. No problem at all. So that's everything for this video. If you enjoyed it, and I really hope you did, please don't forget to like and share. It really helps to support the channel. And please don't forget to subscribe as well. I'll see you guys tomorrow. Assalamu alaikum. Wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu.